I guess we're all four of us are kind of lucky that we get to like wake up and go to bed next to our best friend every day. What's up, everyone? This is episode two of Church Group. You're never going to hear episode one because it was really bad. We are two couples. We are a place for unholy conversation. I'm Amber. I'm Keegan. I'm Max. I'm Holly. That's a good introduction. So we're going to move into our first segment. This is Poop TNT because poop is explosive. We're going to be talking about tales and tips, hence the TNT. (laughs) But... I'm already going to throw a curveball today, because we, we did do peep-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-poop-po
that sitting there, you're uncomfortable, your genitals are kind of like going into themselves, just trying to like... Shit's sweating, shit's shit sweating, dude. And so, yeah, you get a bunch yeah. of folds. And if yeah. I really wanted to, I could paint a house. Hell yeah. With the, yeah, with but the your urethra isn't beneath the foreskin. It is, Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how that can't work I mean semantics but I get yeah I think your point's valid right dude? that can't happen and yes. also even if it's not valid empathy is king well I don't want your empathy I don't want empathy for Amber empathy for Amber yeah and that's a normal thing don't ever let anybody tell you you're crazy yeah thank you so yeah. I, I have one question because I feel like even though Holly made it seem like it's not a common Very thing. I feel like so. it potentially is a 50-50 thing, or mm-hmm. at least common enough that we should be talking about it. But there's got to be a name for that situation. It's like a it's name called... for every situation like yeah. that, right? Like, it's called Russian. Spray badge. Russian, because in Russia you always have to be bundled. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the word Russian that you decided yeah, 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 yeah. to use yeah. to describe your parts. Yeah. Well, bundled. I always too, like, yeah. if you... Which is so specific. So anyone listening, if you've ever experienced a Russian spray badge, please, please reach out to us. <laughs> we will have an email shortly. Wait, so I just want to get this straight. Oh. Are there multiple streams you know when you have well it's like plinko does does anybody have a Mm -hmm. hose that has multiple options on it yes so there's the one as it should be when you're peeing the single stream jet (laughs) jet as it's commonly referred to and then you flip it over a little bit and it comes to the one that has multiple Mm -hmm. streams Mm -hmm. that's yeah. That's it. Oh my or god. Or it's like the old school sprinklers, right? Where they couldn't direct the mm. spout like pre exit. Mm-hmm. So you had some type of something outside that was like Yeah. Just yeah. Like hitting things, like reflecting. Like, well, that's exactly like, how it water would be with, with the men's side of yeah, things yeah, yeah. too. Like if you've seen a video of like a kid with a garden hose and they lose control of it and it kinda it wiggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you let I mean unfettered, if nobody's in control of that sucker, yeah. it really can mm-hmm. just kinda you know, mm-hmm. also if, itself in the hydraulic power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a guy and you just had sex or just masturbated and you still have some like collection in your urethra mm-hmm. and you just like go into the bathroom full sprint and you just yeah. do your thing like like normal, yeah. it can just go anywhere. I yes. love hearing that. What sound. the fuck? I think it's so funny. Yeah, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you gotta like figure out the direction that it's now going and adapt. What sound? It's to like, the it decreasing pressure. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it changes. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's um, a very weird thing. It's like when a pipe is clogged up a little bit and then like after <laughs> sex and then you hear them go to the bathroom and then it's yeah. just like beep. Yeah, yeah. What you're well, hearing is the, what you're hearing is what you're that. hearing. Maybe it's because he's uncircumcised. Yeah. What, no. Maybe. What you're hearing is the like the the, the piss it in the water, right? And you're hearing oh, the difference. That's not what I had in my head. I don't know if you're. I mean, you have really good hearing if you're hearing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the piss that's coming out detailed. in different frequencies. I'm gonna start yeah. listening at the door. That's interesting to hear you say that. I'll probably try to take That's mitigations against you actually Piss hearing. Frequencies. <laughs> but Amber, I have a couple follow-up questions. So only when you're wearing like tight leggings or like yeah tight jeans what if i don't just like open open things up and get them back to normal a little bit like you mean open them up like blinds yeah like wow just kind of give it a little shake yeah Yeah. Yeah. so there's like this packaging happening as you're like sitting in the car and sweat's happening Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's like sticking yeah well amber does have a history of swamp ass yeah well now we now it's Something swamp else. Badge. <laughs> yeah. Swamp badge. Russian but, swamp badge. No, I'm very cleanly. I take care of my vagina and my butthole, and I'm very cleanly, but it's just what I think maybe it has to do with size, too. So, 
No, I think like, it, I think it's normal. I mean, we, guys, we face this too in a, in a, yeah. in a similar way. Where like, yeah. you sit in a sweaty car with tight pants or not on all day. Yeah, that should stick into your leg or yeah. stick into something or stick into Whoa. the chair. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it feels like you know. For me, if you guys remember in in like elementary school when you're doing arts and crafts and you have the pipe cleaners and like bend <laughs> them into all sorts of different mm-hmm. shapes. If I'm in an airplane, it's hour five of that airplane. I get up, go to the john, and like unzip. It's like I have to adjust a pipe cleaner. Like yeah. there's no blood in that pipe cleaner. It's like 100%. it's like flat. It's you so kind of gotta bend it into shape. All of the elasticity of your genitals is gone. A hundred percent. It's moved. Yeah. It's just moved, and you just gotta twist it back. Oh, this is unholy. This yeah, is, this is. <laughs> what I thought about what an unholy conversation might be like. This, this is, is great. This is it. <laughs> wow. I I don't know what to say. I pee a lot in yeah. a lot of places. I pee pretty much outside a lot. Mostly on runs, not like yeah. if I'm working at home. <laughs> yeah. But like, I guess I should pay more attention because maybe I have that same thing. Because I'm in like mm-hmm. pretty tight shorts, you know. I think you'd know. Okay, so maybe good for you. Like, you'll right. know if it's happening. Is that what I have to look forward to at 33? That's probably a part of it. I mean... Oh my god! No, no, no totally, Amber, you totally are like so young. It's like a rubber meets the road situation. Like, you gotta be, like, conditions met. Sitting yeah. in a car, leather yes. seats. It's yeah. hot and cold, hot and cold. Yeah. You're Your probably in an uncomfortable position. Like, you're not in a normal position because you weren't. You were sitting yeah. in the back of the car most of the time like this. Were yeah. you in the yeah. middle? We also, we rotate. Oh, that's yeah. good because the middle's the worst. And on a run too, there's so many different like kind of hormones, like cortisol, adrenaline, all mm-hmm. of those things are going on. When you're in the car, you're just yeah. like hoping time goes faster. But yeah. when you're running, gravity's pulling. I mean, you're opening it the right <laughs> way the whole time, so there's <laughs> no, no issue. That airflow is so mine dynamic. goes inside. Yeah. Mine just goes back. Mm. It says I'm I'm out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine just goes a little bit of everywhere. Next thing that's been coming up lately is we have these everyday situations. I mean, honestly, like that last one, like it makes me feel kind of dumb that I can't keep my pee straight. But one thing that I have beef with is bathrooms that make you second guess yourself. Public bathrooms that have labels for which bathroom you're supposed to go into that aren't just men Woman, and I'm not like making a knock on all gender restrooms. I'm talking about like hen, rooster, the French name for woman, and the French name for man. Yeah, and like you dame, sit there. Dame and, and, yes, yeah. yes, and there's no picture <clears throat> you try to, get to help about guide it, you. All of a sudden, that's uh, no, you're not thinking in your right mind space. Practicality either. is all that matters. Oh, and you literally, like a month ago, I had to stop and Google on my phone because I was afraid <laughs> I was going to walk into the wrong bathroom. And that shit makes you feel dumb. So, yeah. I don't thoughts. Yeah. It annoys literally everyone that walks the door because yeah. we've all yeah. stopped for at least a nanosecond to question which one we should go into. Because yes. you know who came okay. up with the idea, too, to get all cute about the bathroom names at that particular restaurant or establishment Women. place was a fucking Trevor. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you that much. His name was Trevor. Hey, I'm just saying. You know, yeah. It was hey, a Trevor. Trevor trying to be all freaking cool. Trying to be smart. He was a restaurant God. manager uh-huh. like trying to come through the ranks. And he's I mean, like, good for you, Trevor, but like, fuck. Fuck you, yeah. Trevor. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I'm, I feel like I know I've been in the same situation, but I can't think of it recently. And so I also just don't care at all. Like, I will pee anywhere. Like, I just, I'll go into the guys. I don't care. 
if I walk in on them while they're peeing, that's another story. Yeah. But how do you, you can't know. You don't know if you're yeah. going to do that. Yeah. So you, when you walk into a public <laughs> restaurant, you're just like, fuck it. Just pick a door. Yeah. One more everyday situation that makes people feel really dumb. Four-way stops. Yeah, I just, I know the theory. It's whoever gets there first, and then you go in clockwise order. Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise order. Right to left. And so theoretically that makes sense, but like, what if two people get to the stop sign at the same time? What if three people get to the stop sign at the same time? What if all people get to the stop (laughs) sign at the same time? I have a a, a little thought on this, and and that is that I'm a believer that uh, in vehicles... Since we spend so much of our time in vehicles, we have ways of non-verbally communicating with one another using vehicles. Mm -hmm. And so my thought on this and the way that I personally do it is uh, getting to the stop sign at the same time as somebody else. I want to non-verbally communicate to that person that who goes first. I'll make a point to extra emphasize my final stop. Damn. Because if both people keep rolling, that's yeah, what yeah. ends up fucking the whole thing, yeah. right? You end up like not or, hesitation. Yeah, or, hesitation. or in opposition to that, if you see somebody kind of approaching at the same time, you almost lag your stop. Yes. To let them Fold noticeably the stop their stop first. Yes. So, like, there's no mistake. Yeah, there's but no mistake. I like picturing Max's more pronounced <laughs> stop. Just like, yeah, pulling yes. up to the stop sign. <laughs> 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 Very Tim Robinson. Because then, then, like, you can see the momentum of the vehicle, the frame shifts, and, oh, that person stopped, and I'm yeah. actually still moving. Okay, they're first, or fuck them, I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, whatever is more appropriate. Yeah. I think to your point, though, Holly, like, the best thing you can do for society in those situations is just be the one to fucking go. To go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't want to be an asshole either. Yeah. Like, I think oh, the fuck Some people might take it that way initially, true. but ultimately it's like, fuck yeah, this person yeah. got us out of here because yeah. we're all yeah. fucking straight. Yeah, everybody does the shuffle. I know. And it's yeah. like that Portlandia. I know. No, you go. You go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah I get it. Sometimes you just gotta fucking flash your brights, and if they don't yeah. get what that means, you sit there and you let them figure it out. Yeah. And then it helps to. If the moment's already passed. Yeah. yeah. If you, like, just yeah. sit there, flash your brights, they'll figure it out, yeah. and then they have that knowledge moving forward, and we all still live in a society. I, I mean, one other kind of weird situation, and this kind of segues into our homily, is just the etiquette of social media following unfollowing and specifically as adults because I think it's very different when you're in high school there's kind of some norms you pick up on everybody follows each other it's chaos but as adults it's an interesting dynamic of what's appropriate what's expected what's rude so and I know Holly you experienced this recently with Strava yeah okay so Strava is basically an activity tracker that is like trying to become a social media platform and you can follow people and you can see their runs their ski trips their hikes their bike rides their gym sessions their yoga sessions their everything you could ever imagine And I use it for running, because that's the only thing I do. So, all my runs upload to Strava. And sometimes people follow me that I don't necessarily want following me. And I just, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. 
But the most recent example was I went to a big group run for, it was like a preview run for this race I'm doing in a couple weeks. And it was with this group that I won't necessarily name, but there were like 40 to 50 people there. I didn't know anybody. I just literally wanted to preview the course. And we did the, or like I, we did the run. I was kind of like pinballing with a couple people, tried to make conversation a couple times, didn't land. And then ended up running with these two guys for the last few miles. And we came to a couple junctions where I had the route on my watch. So I was like, yep, nope, we go this way. Literally didn't talk at all. And then after the run, if you're doing the same route as a lot of people at the same time, it'll say like, Holly ran with Amber on this route. And so a few people had that because we were running pretty close to each other and I got like five people follow me on Strava and I just think it's weird because one I tried to make conversation and you didn't bite so that's just not really what the community is about in my opinion you don't always have to be chatting but I can't stand in any social media like I'm down to interact with you here but not in real life it's yeah. just like we don't need to interact in either place yeah. if it's really not important. I just would have rather like chatted with you on the run totally. than you just add me on social media. Yeah. That's well, awkward. and recently I went through my Instagram and I went to not only the people I was following and unfollowed people that I don't care about or that that I don't have a direct relationship with, but then I also went through the people following me. And deleted anyone who I didn't have, like, a direct relationship with. But there were people that I felt bad about, and I didn't really understand why. And there were also people I kept because it felt like the appropriate thing to do, even though I don't really give a shit, and I don't really want them like seeing my stuff. Like a distant family member yeah. or Distant something? family yeah. member, yeah. or, for example, when you start dating someone new and then you meet some people out one night and they all add you on your Instagram Uh and even though we don't really talk to each other it feels weird and like a knock on this relationship to like remove them or to it's just a weird boundary it's a weird dynamic it's like it should be thought of though as like tidying up like yeah you're just tidying up you're it's not like that relationship is real like with the example that you just mentioned or my example there shouldn't be any value attributed to a non-existent relationship yeah yeah Yeah, we just give in general we just give that type of media too much power over our lives Mm -hmm. and some people further than others yeah Well, and I think you just brought up a good point, which is the bulk of the homily that, you know, we wanted to discuss tonight, which is adult friendships. And you just said, like, we have these relationships that aren't really relationships. But I think, and Keegan mentioned this earlier, everybody has a different metric for what makes a relationship a relationship or a friendship a friendship. What... What makes it real? Like, what is the definition of that? And have we gone too far from maybe what it was before? And social media, you know, has likely impacted that. But, like... We don't have one. And, hold on, quick back backpedal point. Maybe we talk about this later, but the symbology behind, like, following, mm-hmm. and social media following and accepting that kind of stuff between men and women is a... 
it is simple for a greater topic probably but guys i would say and max maybe if you use social media in any sense i see somebody follow me i kind of just let it happen unless there's a very grave reason for me not to i'm just like yeah okay cool and i imagine that's like a different approach for women it sounds like it. Like, how do you yeah. know when people unfollow you? No, follow me. Sorry. Oh, when people, like, okay. When people okay. request well, me. I'm like less prone to analyze why and um, kind of dig through that. Like, there's mm-hmm. not like a mental thought that necessary for me as a guy. And so I just, yeah, okay. It yeah. looks weird. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it is different for women. One, because we are thinking about our safety all the time, yeah. unfortunately. But I think... Just to frame, use your Strava example as an example, like some people, them adding you on Strava after you had one run together, in their mind that might be like, we're friends now. Mm -hmm. Whereas for you, it's like, no, there's a lot more beyond that that it takes to be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So to your last point we're going to talk about. It's making friends as adults and why and how you keep them. Yeah. Should we... Well, I think... Delve? One thing on that. So, as somebody... I've been rather quiet. I haven't really actually had any social media. Yeah, Max is uncircumcised. I'm uncircumcised because I don't have social media. Yeah, both were choices. Yeah, if you don't hear from us, but we are the silent majority. Yeah. So... I haven't had it since, like, I was a freshman in high school, over 10 years. It's been a, a minute. But I kind of agree with Keegan and that I didn't really think all that much about it when people would follow my, us, you know, or follow me or whatever, and I wouldn't think too much. But one thing that comes to mind is that one of the reasons I think I got rid of all my social media was because of how apathetic it made me to people that I would interface with on a regular basis. Yeah. I would see all these people... And I couldn't give a shit because, like, I kind of see what they got going on online. I would judge the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. Decide I don't really want to hang out with you. It's not the particular archetypal scene that I envisioned my perfect self inhabiting. And then I don't have any incentive to get to know that person. So it was pretty toxic for me personally. But I think that sometimes it can be an inhibitor to, like, becoming better friends when you see each other all the time versus when you actually have to be like, yo dog what's what have you been doing the last three months what's good like the manual engagement yeah i don't know if it is an inhibitor though because i think your true friends the people you invest in and they invest in you the the social media presence the things you're seeing on their end is just kind of like a second it's like a just a second window into their world that you're already a part of well and on the flip side of that for some friendships it's the only window, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a very artificial window, and so your relationship actually loses a lot of its depth, mm-hmm. but you think you have a relationship because you had one once, mm-hmm. and you still have one online, mm-hmm. but it's a passive intake of information, yeah. and there's no care mm-hmm. given there. Well, there's no feedback loop, too, right? Yeah. And that's the, the I think the key thing you said, Holly, is like the only window, and people hold on to that value yes. so much. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only window to my friends. So this is why I need, like, this is it's the only way we can, like, okay, at some point, relationships peak. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe mm-hmm. way earlier than you want them to because we all want our relationships to go, the, like, the furthest extent of our lives. 
But there's a kind of a beauty in accepting your relationship peaking when it does. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's, you know, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. Social media extends that mm-hmm. value. And that's the, that's the dangerous part. But it extends, sure. like, the downslope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Mm-hmm. That is a great point. Before we land the plane... I'm not landing it. Well, we're I have, still I, flying. I, I, we're flying, but I have to pee, so this part's going to That's what I meant. Well, Max is going to piss all over the toilet. I It's going to come up a lot, isn't it? I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the it's part of your character now. <laughs> you know what's crazy? My only two partners have been uncircumcised and have not been on social media. Weird. Whoa. That's your plug. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's redo the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can narrow in on where are you at in your life with friendships and like ooh. Um, Keegan here. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm in a weird place, right? I think I'm like peeking on my cynicism, so that's like contributing to how I value relationships and friendships. Um, Hank, you gotta get out, bud. Yeah, Hank, sorry, here, buddy. We here. tried. We tried. Bye. Here, you're gonna have to back out. So I think I'm at a point in my life where I hope I'm like peaking my like cynicism, which also like leaks into how I value my friends and evaluate them as being good friends, whatever that means. Each person. Um, I don't know. It's like a weird space in life. Maybe it's a Southern California thing, but I see a lot of superficial relationships forming around me, and that's my. My perspective. I don't know. I just feel like I see these friendships forming like over drinks, and then it turns into these like just consistent hangouts that are just built on nothing. And this is kind of a little bit of a chicken and the egg scenario, right? And I get that, but I want the people I surround myself and like best friends to be like people that I've experienced something with, like deep. That's like put us in a position where we had to make a decision, and maybe not like a life or death decision, but something in that kind of realm of value. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I see like less of that going on around me. And social media, to the last conversation, I think contributes a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's interesting because moving to California at the start of a pandemic was very isolating. So it's really only within the last couple of years that I've began to make friendships and I mean a huge plus for me is that my best friend my sister moved here so I wasn't completely out of friends yeah and my best friend number two um and you know also both of us all of us have experienced wanting to find our community and our friendships and it's really interesting to yeah, navigate that in your 30s. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, something I've realized though recently is I've kind of fallen back into these like people-pleasing patterns of, okay, here's these people that have just presented themselves in my life and they've got to be my friends. And then when I step back and realize how maybe somewhat artificial those relationships are or how I don't feel like I can be my authentic self... It's it's really within the last month I've I've kind of realized like whoa I don't I don't actually need that I don't actually care I don't need to be up to date on these people I don't need them to be up to date on me I just need to be myself and it doesn't mean I need to have 500 friends I'm actually very much prefer to have my close circle and I'll echo you Keegan yeah people that just 
get it and have either have been with you through something or are willing to go with you through something and yeah that's better put yeah come out together on the other side that's a good response are we going this way mm-hmm. whatever wow. yes wow what a question uh i feel like it's a thing that's been on my mind for like Six years, maybe? I don't know. But, like, especially in the last year, I think I've really been mourning those friendships that peaked a few years ago because we did go through things together, like, very formative years together. So I thought, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be this close forever. And there's distance has happened, and it's been sad because it's kind of, like, putting those friendships into a new box of not on a downslope, but like it's not where it was at its peak, but it's not bad. It's just kind of there and it's not serving the same positive things that it did, but it's not serving anything negative. And I still love the shit out of them all, but we just aren't that as close anymore. And then, yeah, we moved here to Ventura, like, in the middle of the pandemic in July 2020. And I swear it's taken until 8 to 12 months ago to start to feel the community. But there have been a couple really in-my-face moments of community lately that have just tickled my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, we went to um, a dinner for one of the people at Runners for Public Lands and we knew four to five people there and then got to know some more people and it was just so cool. There it's like was a mile away from us and these people had invited us to their after holiday party and then I went running with a few of them the next day and it's just cool. We had two friends that we really fell in love with for like a year and then they moved to Mexico and we got to visit with her recently and it was one of those friendships where it's like well we probably only hung out five times but we just have a connection and I'm really grateful for it so I friendships like still growing exactly Mm -hmm. which is so cool like so I think mourning the friendships of my 20s a little bit but being even more excited about these quality over quantity friendships Mm -hmm. of my 30s Yeah, I don't know Mm. what I could say to even contribute to what's already been said. Um, I feel and echo everybody else's kind of sentiments. I think, particularly for me, friends as an uncircumcised person, (laughs) it is. Yeah, because it usually comes up on the very first time we meet. (laughs) Is there a group for that? Um, Yeah, we're the hooded brotherhood. (laughs) But the other hooded brother. Central central (laughs) post chapter. (laughs) So I think Valley chapter. I think for me, one of the things that comes up is less like kind of mourning, and or one thing that I'm not hearing in others, but I don't know if it's unique to me. Is like I kind of end up beating myself up a a lot about some of my friendships, and and when I begin to feel that thing fade or maybe myself not putting in some of the requisite effort. I feel myself like there's a fear of loss that leads to a personal self like um, flogging, right? Mm. Of like, you're such a turd, dude. Like you're, you know, this, Mm. this was such a thing that is beautiful and still is, but you're not throwing anything in its direction. Mm. Um, So that comes up, but. So you're like, you're the shitty friend. I, well, oh, I, I sometimes can be. No, no, I hear you though. Be, but like sometimes you know you feel that thing slipping away, and it's like you're selfishly kind of wanting to continue sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It, it's not 
things are a two-way street, and I think that in the situation that I'm thinking about in particular, it's like this person has reached out and done the work a lot of different times, and maybe you're just not, and, and you can feel it when it's happening. You're not giving back mm -hmm. enough to keep the friendship alive. Um, but you were going to say. Just gonna think, right? I, I think I've exacerbated that for you because I've felt so hurt by it over the last few years from from my friends, but I think we've, you know, I empathize with you too, and it's helpful to see your perspective in that, like, there's no ill will, but, I mean, it still makes me sad, like, those... Yeah, yeah, but, 100%. Yeah. No, and, I mean, and some of them have been, like, others that, like, you know, maybe it was something beautiful that happened in, like, the workplace, or, like, a colleague or coworker, and it was, but, you know, just feels like there's a, a large trench across, I think, but... Another thing that I was going to just like bring up is just how grateful I have been recently um, or feeling that gratitude in response to I think the self-flogging a lot of the ones that I do have that keep showing up for me and just grasping onto those really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, like today I was, it was funny, I had a conversation with my buddy because I did his backgrounds investigation. It came in the form of an email that happens now. Um but I was like filling out all these response Big forms. Disc. Yeah. I am now. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like what knowledge do you have of like circumcised? You know, this person being arrested, i.e. questioned, detained, yeah. all that kind of crap. And you're kinda of like, Yeah, you you know you have to answer it relatively honestly. And so I call him after, I'm like, Yo, so you weren't arrested? You know? And he was like, No, what the fuck is this is the so like having a fun moments where you've been through shit that you I don't know if you've been arrested as fuck I don't know if yeah. I was there yeah so like kind of holding on to those better yeah. or as yeah. much as I can well and I think you bring up a point of like you were saying you know maybe I'm not doing this or doing that and doing that but I think that also like every friendship is very unique and if you listen to the Girls Gotta Eat episode this week, one of our favorite podcasts. Plug. Shameless plug. plug. Get they, out of here. They were talking about uh, narcissists, and it kind of led into this conversation about <clears throat> toxic friendships and how we tend to give 90% to our toxic friendships and 10% to our yeah. non-toxic. And the reason for that is our non-toxic friendships are... I love the, they called them cactus friends because they just don't need a lot of watering mm. and nurturing. You can go that time span yeah. and you reconnect and it, not to say that it's not important to nurture your friendships because it absolutely yeah. is. And I think by nature, those real friendships that are meant to sustain, they don't require this constant like, whatever, you, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to check in, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Not saying that those are bad things. We should be there for our friends and checking in and whatnot. But I guess just it, the kind of ob the obligatory friendship, so to speak, things aren't really necessary with those cactus friends. Yeah. But yeah. on the same, or on the other hand, like... If you know that person's going through a tough time totally. or something's going on in their life, then yeah, give them a little extra water. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's like a good point, right? Is you spoke to like this like requisite response to like your friends that are like overpouring into you and you feel like you're not like, dude, they're going to do it as long as they need to because they're your good friends. And yeah. if they're there at the other end when you're able to like pour back, they're still going to be there. And the ones mm -hmm. that are left in between are like... And we have to trust our intuition with this more than we'd like to, but, like, they're just not, they're not it, you know? Yeah. 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 
And I think that sometimes feels, yeah, that's the part that sometimes feels painful too. Is like yeah. the because what what happened last year at the music festival we went to, there was this, these folks. So you know, keep it keeping it brief. I moved to Reno. I had a friend group of people that I saw every day for years. Mm. And then when I left Reno, I, I, I basically never talked to them again. Yeah. I was like very young. I kind of just transitioned. But I was at this music festival in L.A. with three of us. And um, this one dude just like, yo, holy shit, fool. Like, what's good? And we were kind of chatting. And, and he was like, dude, we, we thought you'd like died, you know? And to be honest, I'll probably still never be friends with those people again. Like that was yeah. a long time that passed. But the fact that if we both exchanged so much... Oh my god! I think about you guys all the time, and that, you know that felt nice. Yeah. But for others, I worry that it's not going to be that, and instead it's going to be like, "Fucking this guy sucks, dude. He yeah. was a shit friend, or you know, I hit him up all the time, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing." Well, maybe there's a value that like, and we just don't see it that like most of our relationships or friendships, friendships quote, are transactional and more than we want them to be, mm-hmm. and that's their existence in our life. And yeah, I don't know. It sounds mm-hmm. shitty to say out loud, but like. I don't know, my ben, my best friends are, like, as close to me as I want them to be, and they want to be, so, mm. yeah. My hope is that they aren't transactional, and I understand maybe there is, like, a natural piece of that, and that word just sounds, like, kind of gross and capitalistic, so we don't like it, um, but, you know, I just, I, I just am sick of giving energy where it's not really needed, and... My hope for my friendships moving forward is just, yeah, to put my energy in, in those that I it feels like a genuine relationship that doesn't negatively impact my life. It's as simple as that. And I don't think it's black and white either. Like, yeah. you can take space from people. Mm-hmm. You can give less and then give more. It's not all or nothing. And I think, like, just releasing our grip on... The concept of friendship a little bit is really freeing. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just don't think it's all or nothing. And everyone's doing their best at all times. And <laughs> everyone, is, everyone is doing, doing the best doing that they best. can yeah, at yeah. that specific yeah. and time. Not, and it may be ignorance that's guiding that. If best. their best is fucking shit which it can be at times yeah. and ours can be too mm-hmm. that's still their best that they can actually do at that time because that's all they're doing like that's true yeah so hooded brotherhood shout out hooded brothers yeah plug <laughs> but I think yeah take care of yourself take care of the ones that you hold closest to your heart and hold wow. the ones close to your heart very close yeah. to your heart yeah I mean I guess we're all four of us are kind of lucky that we get to like wake up and go to bed next to our best friend every day. So, mm. like, I know, yeah, let that I be really the precedent for no, who kidding. you interact with outside of that. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. That is very true. Can we actually just celebrate that a little bit more? Yeah. 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 It's Absolutely. pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It is. I have to pinch myself literally, like, every week. Yeah. Me too, because his fart smells so good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's the only person I like. don't care. I mean, it kind of annoys me when you snore, but not to Last me. night was rough for both of us. Last night was rough, Oof, but not really. To me. Is that why she, you were up till 2.30? Yeah. No, that's because okay. I was Partially. A little bit of a give and take. Catholic yeah. hymn remixes, yeah. but... Um, I think I get every 30 minutes. I was like getting the like tap. Like, <laughs> and Amber does this thing where she, she says, snore, snore. 
Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. weird, yeah. but it's yeah. been coined in our relationship very early on, actually. <laughs> and she just goes, because I'm hyper aware of it, so I'm always sleeping very shallow. And so I just get this like light tap, like, hey, and I go, huh? She goes, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And then I shift. I like try and yeah. find a pillow or something. I'm like, yeah. I, I smart, like, smart. <laughs> no, we got the same kind of thing though. Like we have our own little like. Yeah. Like, well, Ooh. you grind your teeth, and so I'm just yeah. like, Max, you're grinding. Ooh. You gotta go grind, grind. That's grind, almost grind. as deviant as snoring. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, I usually just go like, yeah. and just he turn over and then go, really? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I have to say, you guys have given us some beautiful tune in the past few weeks and that, um, you know, we haven't totally had, uh, for some time, a good scope ga- uh, scapegoat for farts. Farts. Late night farts. You're welcome, Zoe. So, yeah. It, I've you know, still actually been doing it we've even been doing the last it when couple she's days. Not there, right? Like, oh, it's always her. Like, oh my God, I love it. You know? Well, her scent does last for a while. It does. Yeah. You can yeah, it her for a while. Yeah, if she was a Glade plug-in, that shit would be. <laughs> okay, let's go oh. eat dinner. Let's go eat some shakshuka. Yeah, should we wrap it up with the church group prayer? Yes. Okay. Church yes. group prayer. Well, everyone, the podcast be with you. And And also also with you, you. Holly, Max, Keegan, and Amber are with us. Lift up your drinks. We lift them up up in the she shed. Let us give thanks to those listening. It is right to give thanks to our listeners. Thanks and praise.